Today's episode is brought to you by Source Forensics. Are you looking for a video conversion service? Well, look no further because I got one for you. If you are looking for fast, efficient, and honest, Source Forensics is your go-to. Since 2003, they have been converting weddings, baptisms, sports, and other videos. They have become a reputable and well-known video conversion service. Their team is up for every job, managing projects with the skill and experience their clients have come to expect. They want their customers to be satisfied with their work, which is why they provide open communication channels throughout the duration of each project. Trust Source with all your precious memories stored on various legacy formats, VHS tapes, DVDs, CDs, mini DVDs, cassettes, old vinyl, and 35mm slides. Whatever the job is, they got you covered. Contact them at 401-203-5019. Again, that's 401-203-5019. Or visit their website at www.sourceforensics.com. Again, that's www sourceforensics.com now for our episode welcome to the Rudy Runback I'm your host Jeff Rohn and I have an amazing interview for you guys today with coach Jamal Dix He's the head coach for Princeton East Girls Basketball, and he is also the assistant coach for volleyball at LaSalle Academy, and I'm happy to bring to you an RI Sports Focus podcast where we do deep dive into our local high school, colleges, and athletic programs across, across our great city of Rhode Island. Here we go. to the Roadie Runback episode 42 and I'm happy to bring to you you know an amazing interview to start this new year uh, with coach Jamal Diggs he is the head coach of Cranston East girls basketball and he's also the assistant volleyball coach at LaSalle Academy for the girls team there awesome interview with coach Diggs he talks about his his volleyball playing career how he got into coaching uh, taking over the Cranston East position and creating a culture there his first season with Cranston East and their outlook on the upcoming season. His time with LaSalle and being a part of the volleyball uh, coaching staff there and much, much more. Just a great interview with Coach Diggs. I really enjoyed our conversation. Just a really down-the-earth guy with like a great head on his shoulders. And I think Cranston East girls basketball is going to be you know, a great position with a coach like him because he is, you know, way beyond his years he's only 26 years old and he's way beyond his years and he's going to be doing great things going forward for that program and just just so happy for him and uh you know Cranston East is very lucky to have him and the, the talent around him but before we get into the interview with coach Diggs uh remember you can watch today's episode on YouTube and if you can't if you can't catch it on YouTube then stay here and listen to it on the podcast just remember for both Hit that share and subscribe and that like button. Um, that's always grateful and helpful. Um, also, just a couple things before we get into the interview. I just want to say some things about you, know, you the listeners. You guys have been amazing. Uh, you're making this podcast what it is. You're helping it grow. You're helping it develop. You're making it everything there is. 
And I also want to give out a huge thank you to all our, everyone that I've done interviews with before the new year um, and episodes that have been released. Without you guys, you know, you guys have really made the show what it is. Uh, you know, people tune in. It's all because of you guys. And you guys are doing great things. And I, I thank you guys for being a big support and a big cast for me as well, too. Um, you know, always kind words from you guys. So I appreciate it in every sense of the way. You guys mean a lot to me. And, you know, we'll go run, you know, do a mile, like go across, across the country for you guys. Do anything. I have your backs all the way. And, you know, and I can't thank you guys enough. And the same with the listeners. You guys have done everything to make the show what it is. It has grown immensely. It's grown way further than I've ever thought it would grow. Ever, ever. And, and so quickly, too. I, I never thought this podcast where it would be where it is right now. It's such just a short span of time. We're, this is, we've only been doing this for, what is it? It's it's the new year starting. We're on six months. Six months, I never would have thought I'd have a sponsor. In six months, I never would have thought that I'd have as many listeners as I do. Six months, I never would have thought I'm on another way of starting, like, outlet of the show as well, too. Um, you know, starting Sundays with, you know, coaches roundtables and interviewing other coaches and players and people like that. Um so I just uh, I appreciate you guys, uh, you know, so much for what you're doing and everything that you do for me. So you guys are the best. Thank you so much for everything you do. And I hope you guys have a happy new year. Here is the interview with Coach Diggs. All right. On today's show, I welcome on a very special guest. He is Jamal Diggs. He's the head coach of Cranston East Girls basketball team and the assistant coach at LaSalle uh, girls volleyball team coach how are you today I'm doing well I'm doing well thank you for having me I uh, I really appreciate that I've been excited to come on yeah like I was excited to get you on um it means a lot for you to be on the show and uh make time for me and especially with everything that's going on right now in this crazy world with the snowstorm we have going on and being yeah, definitely, definitely make it on here but coach I want to start uh, how are you doing during these COVID times as well tough man really really tough to be honest um just trying to trying to push through you know doing the best we can um working with whatever we have um making the best out of every situation um it's been hard because you can't you know you can't really meet up with the whole squad can't have no no gatherings together um can't work out together can't meet together so it's definitely been tough um but like i said Every opportunity that we do have, we try to take advantage of it, you know. But it's it's definitely been been a crucial uh, crucial hit. Yeah, it, it, it stinks. It, it's so weird of uh, of everything. You would have thought this like pandemic. I didn't even thought this thing would be going on this long. This long. Uh, yeah, right? yeah. Coming up on a year, I think now. Yeah. Uh, what February, March? You make it a year. Yeah. I, mean, I, was watching, I was watching film from last season, and I'm like, who would have thought? You know, who would have known that next year this would this would be the situation, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. Have you heard anything about the upcoming season or anything like that or anything that's going on? Um, basically, you know, Interscholastic has been meeting with uh with um Gina and her team, um, trying to figure out best uh best possible ways that we can make this work, we can make this happen, you know. Um safety of the kids come first and then everybody else, you know. So I know they've been they've been working really hard to come up with the possibilities, but um, no exact word yet. I know right now I think we're looking at the twenty first, which is okay. next week. 
Okay. Um, but you know, it's day day to day. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. Yes, yeah, so you got to come over that adversity of the day to day and see what's going to happen on uh, on that end. But uh, coach, before we uh, you know get into your coaching career and how you got into uh, coaching, um, how did you get into basketball and as well as volleyball? Um, how did I get in basketball in general or coaching? Ba- basketball? Uh, playing and, uh, you know, being like, you know, how'd you fall in love with the game and, uh, and the same thing with volleyball as well, too? Um, well, I started playing basketball when I was in the third or fourth grade. Yep. Um, so I started playing basketball when I was in the third or fourth grade. And, um, that's when I really, uh, really fell in love with the game. Um, having a hoop on my driveway and seeing my brothers, um, play outside you know my older brothers and their friends play outside I used to want to go out there and play with them obviously I was too young but um that's when I really fell in love with the game and then um all through middle school um all through high school and then um played volleyball in high school ended up playing volleyball in college um started playing volleyball in the ninth grade um fell in love with with it then all through high school and then uh, ended up being able to play at, at the next level um but uh, after after college, you know, um, I definitely wanted to continue staying around the game, um, both games, volleyball and basketball, because volleyball was a was basically a pathway for me to even go go to college, you know. So wanted to stay around the game, wanted to give back, and so after college, uh, I continued um, to stay around JWU. Uh, I I uh, coached the um, I was the second assistant for the women's team. And then, um, and I went on being the head coach for Times Two Academy volleyball team. Then the winter season came up, and I, I got the head coach position for the girls basketball team, which was uh, two years ago. And then that's when my career just really took off. You know. Wow, that's that's crazy. That's that's wild how that all all came into play. What position did you play in volleyball? Uh, I was an outside hitter. Um, when I went to when I went to Johnson Wills in Denver, I was an outside hitter. All through high school, I was an outside hitter. And then um, when I got to Providence, um, Reslo, Coach Reslo, that you uh, that you're very familiar of, changed me to a libero. Oh, because of my passing abilities, um, and which was great. But you know, I, it kind of it, it kind of threw me off. You know, all all my life I've been playing outside, and I had to make that adjustment especially in a crucial time where I'm a junior senior you yeah know, heading out and I have to make this adjustment but um I played outside hitter my my whole whole career and then switched to libero that's interesting that's crazy that how that but at least you were able to make that adjustment I mean that's a that's definitely a big adjustment playing libero because you're always for people who don't know libero you play in the, the back most of the time the back row yeah, it was tough back. it was definitely tough Oh man. So uh, that's great though. You're able to do it. You're able to stick with it and uh, keep it up, keep it up in college. And what was it like to be the second assistant for the girls basketball team? Is that what you said? Correct. Um, for, it was for the girls volleyball team. For the girls volleyball team. Yeah. The second, I was the second assistant um, under Nancy Samar. Um, really, really good coach. Um, she's done amazing things with, with that program. Um, it was just a great learning experience. Um, a lot of times I just used to sit back and observe and try to learn from her, you know, because she, she's an amazing coach. Um, like I said, great learning experience for me, um, definitely helped me with my, with my coaching career now, even with basketball and, and, uh, volleyball, just the way she ran 
her programs, the way she ran her practices, and the way she conducted herself with her players was definitely um, a great learning experience for me. Yeah, definitely. That, that's awesome. And how do you like take what you learned from her and as well as what you have learned over your career from, from both sports and kind of mold into your own uh, clo- uh, coaching philosophy? Um, every, every experience for me, I, I always try to take something, tweak it and, 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 and add it to my, to my, uh, to my repertoire, I, I should say, you know, um, I, uh, just like I said, the way she ran her practices, um, were very interesting to me. Um, the way how she corrected players on their mistakes definitely took a little bit of, a a little bit of that and added it to my to my coaching um, coaching style. But like I said, every experience that I have with coaching with either sport, I try to take whatever I learn from other coaches or even coaches that I coach against. When I see something that I like, I, I try to take it and I add it to mine and, and, and you know, make it better, better formula. So that's that's awesome. That's great. I think that's a, a good way to do it. I think like um, I feel like any coach you know, when you see something you like, you're like, I gotta, I want to implement that, but I think you got to implement it. Like, you know, in the better, the way you said the better way is definitely yeah. got to implement it, but like what's good for your team and how it works for your team as well too. Right. That's, that's awesome. And how did you now, how did you get the coaching job at uh, Cranston East and what's your time been like there? Um, so last year was my first year, um, my first season. Um, after I uh, completed my season at times two Academy, I, uh, I started to reach out to different schools and uh, I applied to a few different schools and um, Cranston East, you know, uh, very uh, different, um, different situation. Um, when, I, when, I, when I got a response back from them, it was not the response that I was looking for because I didn't expect to, you know, to get a response from anybody. Yeah. First year coach at a D3 program, you know, I was just, you know, I just put my name out there. Yeah. Um, and then I got a, I got an email saying, Hey, down to the, th- down to three candidates. You're one of them, you know, went wow. in for the interview. Yeah. Went in for the interview um, in front of the principal, the AD, the assistant principal, um, the, the head of boys basketball coach and, you know, very, very blessed and lucky to, you know, come out on top. So. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's great. And what's it like when you take over your own program and how do you really start to build your own culture? Um, and, and that, and that's exactly what I'm doing right now. Um, it's not easy. You know, um, somebody said to me the other day, um, it's not your team until year four, because you know, like the, the kid, like the kids that are under you, they're still trying to get adapted. They're still trying to learn your, your coaching style. But, um, it, it, it's it's hard you know it's hard and you really got to come in strong because you got to come come in strong you got to come off the right foot because you're setting you're setting an example and you know and you're setting a tone and the kids are they're looking to see okay how's he going to come in how's he going to run things how's he going to do things because they're used to the old way you know yeah. and you got to come in and you got to say hey we're, we're, we're going to change things up and we're going to do we're going to do things this way and I think a big, um, a big thing is with that is consistency. If you're gonna say, hey, listen, we're gonna do things this way, you gotta be consistent in, in how you're gonna move you know, in that direction because 
if you're if you're not consistent, the kids can they can always go back to their old habits, go back to the old ways or the or the ways that you don't want, you know. So you got to be consistent and you got to be on it, you know. So um, that I think that's that's what it's like taking over your own program. But it's also fun because you come in and you're like, hey, we're going to do things my way and you're, you're going to see if your way works. So that's awesome. That, that's great. I, I think that's that's so I think that's a good way to do it. I think consistency is the biggest key. Like you had mentioned, um, uh, that's, uh, that's huge. Cause like you said, they could go revert back to the old ways or just go a different way. You don't want them to go. Yeah. You know, and um, you definitely don't want them to go backwards. No, so no, you really, you really got it. You got to be on it, you know? And, and if you really want your way to work, you really gotta, you gotta emphasize that. Like, Hey, this is that, this is the direction we're going to move in. And it's no way it's this way or the highway. So I like it. Yeah, that's that's definitely the best way to do it. I think, especially when you're developing that culture in that program in your first year and building building more towards that program, it's gonna be it's gonna be great, coach. I think you got a, a great things going towards your way. Yeah, so I'm excited. Um, a lot of potential in the area, um, and the people are great. A lot of support. So I'm I'm definitely excited to see what the future holds. You know, um, got to keep working though. It's a lot of work to be done. Um, the kids are great, you know, they're hardworking, got to tweak some things a little bit, but I'm definitely excited to, to see what we're going to be like in the future. Definitely. Definitely. It's, I mean, with what you're saying and everything right now, and I'm sure, you know, what you're developing in the program, they're going to have a great, great future with, uh, you know, with the talent that's around there. And then, uh, plus they have a great head coach over there as well, too. I appreciate that. Of course. Of course. And then what's that like, uh, you know, what's your, what is your first year like with them, you know, uh, you know, coaching how the season go uh, overall. And um, the first year was fun. I'm not going to lie. The yeah. first year was fun. Um, def- definitely some stressful points. Um, you know, like we were way better than our record. Yep. Um, we started off like, I mean, we went over to East Providence in a non-league game and we lost, they were D1, you know, we're D2, and we lost at the buzzer, you know. Uh, a, a, a young lady hit a floater. Um, off, She got her rebound, you know, went back up with a floater and, and scored a, a bucket at the buzzer. So we started off, you know, with a, with a lot of momentum. Um, and then, you know, it was just a lot of things that we just had to had to fix, you know, and when you're when you're with the first year program and you're and you're trying to get acclimated with the kids, kids are trying to get acclimated with you. You know how you run things. You're trying to see okay, what what this kid is capable of, what position this kid should be in, um, which makes times hard and, and tough. But it was really fun. You know, um, a lot of games, man. I think we lost about five to seven games by two. Wow. By yeah. Yeah, man. Um, it was it was it was a fun season but you know like showed how good we can be you know especially for a program that a lot of people count out you know and back like some years back they were really really good you know and they've, they've had a kind of a slope downhill the past few years but for a program that a lot of people count out the kids they, they got a lot of potential and it was a fun season it was good to see that like hey they, these girls they can play you know because when I got the job a lot of people were like ah. Oh, I don't know, like you're going over there, like, you know, and, and I came in with a, with a positive mindset and I'm like, Hey, we're going to do this, you know, we're, we're, win or lose. We're going to, we're going to try to make this work. And like I said, it was fun. Um, but it was good to see that, Hey, we have potential and we can work with something for the next few years. 
Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's that's crazy. Only losing like five, like you know, five to seven games by two. That's that's absolutely well. It's like a difference between you know making the state championship and all that stuff. And it, that's no, wild. I'm not even gonna talk about state championship. I'm at least making the playoffs. That's what I mean. The playoffs. Yeah, yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, yeah like we we. I mean, where did we go? We went down. I mean, we went down to uh, what was it? Um, wasn't proud. It was a school. It was a school in uh, down Southern Rhode Island. Um, we were up, you know, um, and they got the ball back off of a. I think it was a miss. We we came down. It's like about five seconds left. We missed a shot, and we're up two. We're up two. Five seconds left. Um, we missed the shot, and they got the rebound. The girl came full court, you know, coast to coast. She's coming down as soon as she crosses half court, takes two to three steps across half court. Mind you, we're up two. And she just pulls for the three. And and I'm just watching and I see the ball slow motion going up in the air, just falls right through. And they and they, and they end up winning by one. I mean, that that goes viral on social media. And it, and it's like it, for my girls to always come back to practice the next day to work hard come back next game and still going 100% shows a lot about their character and, and how resilient they are, you know. Losing by 20 is a lot easier losing than by one or two points. Yeah, you know true. what I'm saying? So, Very true. And, and it's like we just lost by four, lost by two, you know, lost to Westwork by like six or seven who, who made it to the playoffs, you know. It, 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 like I can't express that. It shows how, how much potential we have, you know. So. That's awesome. I mean, it's, it's it's so great because it's it's there, and it sounds like you guys are just in for a couple of like good, like few good runs, and just you just some of that stuff you can't control. Someone takes three steps over half court, pulls pulls up for three. You know, you, you can't control that. Or someone hits a floater. You know, game winners. It's it's stuff went, like went, that. Definitely went for the kill shot. You know, yeah. they even yeah. tried to go. They even tried to go to the basket for the layup. Just pulled <laughs> up right for the right for the three. You know, definitely that's, went for the kill shot. That's, that's pretty bad. <laughs> but that's it's tough. It's tough. But hey, you know, it's good for you guys, and it's it's just a lot about your girls. Like you said, they keep showing resiliency and coming back practices, and it's good. Um, you know, what's what's your outlook on the upcoming season with everything that's going on? Um, to be honest with you, so like. I've been watching a lot of film the past couple of days, I'm watching a lot of film, doing a lot of studying. Um, this summer was kind of a, I think it was a kind of a good summer. A lot of my girls um, worked out, um, a lot of my seniors, and I had a lot of freshmen in the gym, which was really, really good. Um, I, I do have a lot of confidence in this year. I think that we can definitely um, make some things happen, you know, this year um, with some key pieces. Um, and we're rebuilding, you know, we're, we're rebuilding the program. We're starting the program from scratch, from bottom. So it's, it's going to be a re rebuilding year for us. Mm -hmm. um, I'll be honest with that. It's going to be a rebuilding year. But I also think that I also believe that with this rebuilding process this year, I think that we can also take that step and get a shot to playoffs. Um, we're, uh, because of COVID, they're breaking the games down. So it's going to only be eight or nine games. Um, this season um, and I think with that we, we should be able and capable to get our spot into playoffs um, just got to put in the work you know put in the work and we got to want it so yeah. that's awesome yeah that's that's great it's uh I mean 
not bad for a rebuilding year. The you, you guys still have a shot. You think you still have a shot for a playoff? So that's that's a good thing for a rebuilding. Year. <laughs> Listen, I I know I know I know you have a lot a lot of people following. I know you have a lot of people following. Um, I know a lot of people tune into you, and a lot of people are gonna be like, "Is he serious?" You know, playoffs. Listen, like I said, we lost a lot of games last year by two points, yeah. four points. You know, minor adjustments. Yes, I do feel like we can get a shot a shot in the playoffs this year. I I really do. So just, you know, got to go out there and play. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I hope you guys do get a season, uh, somewhat of a season in some sort of way. It's the most important thing. I know kids have to be safe and uh, and safety is important, the most important thing, but it'd be nice to see, you know, especially for the seniors to get stuff on that court. You know, um, I'm I'm, I'm hoping we have a season too. You know, um, in the, throughout the fall, I was kind of like, eh, you know, maybe, Maybe they're gonna, you know, they're gonna skip over the, the season. But from what it looks like, you know, they're really they're doing the league is doing their best to, for us to uh, have a season or implement something, you know. Um, but if we have a season, I'll tell you, we will be ready. You know, my girls will be ready. If we have a season, we'll be ready. If we don't have a season, you know, um, it, it's gonna suck. But hey, we're back to work, you know. Yeah. So. I said this last week to some um, some other coach. I said, "Hey, we play, we play, we're ready, you know. And if we don't play, we're back to work. So either way, we're still gonna be, you know, doing what we do." I love it, coach. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I hope you guys do have a season, and then, you know, like you said, if you don't, back to work. That's that's back that's to, the, back to work. I love, know, that. But, um, I love that. I love that. I I do hope the kids do get a season though. The seniors deserve it. You know, who've been playing there three years. You know, it's it's up to. Gina, man, Gina really gotta, she gotta work something out for us. So. Yeah, I, I hope so. I like, I have uh, mentioned before to some kids, I would not want my senior season to end on a, because of a pandemic. I'd rather lose in a state championship game than anything with it and go out at like least that. You have a shot, right? Like, yeah, at least I have a shot. At least something, right? At least something. Or even just start. I don't care. I'll go 0 20. At least I have a season. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just want the kids to have something for the kids who want to play at the next level. Yeah. So they can have some type of film, some type something under their belt to show. Yeah. You know, they deserve that. You know, Definitely. three years of hard work, your senior year, who wants to go out like that? You know, no one, no one wants to go out with that, especially no one wants to go out like that, especially with a pandemic. I don't know. It's something you can't control. It's just unfortunate. It's an unfortunate thing. Coach, now I want to shift gears now for now. You also coach volleyball. Your assistant coach at LaSalle. What's what's that like? Awesome. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's good. Um, Last year was my first year um, as well. Um, Assistant. Um, varsity, on the varsity team and, and the head coach of the JV team. Um, fun on both ends, man. Uh, we made a run to the state championship, Lord, lost to a, a, a really good North Kingstown girls team. Um, but definitely a great experience. You know, not being from here, um, yeah, I didn't know too much about LaSalle. You know, um, when I went to college here and then like after I hear people saying, you know, oh, you got the LaSalle, you got the Hendrickens, you know, um, you got the St. Ray's, those are, you know, those are the top tier programs, but um, I never really knew too much about, uh, you know, about their programs or about their atmosphere. But um, when you step into that gym, you feel it. You feel that energy, you feel that vibe, that winning vibe, that winning energy when you step into that gym. It, it's just a winning positive environment, um, which is great, you know? 
Um, I definitely have a lot of fun coaching over there. Um, the kids are awesome. You know, um, it's just a all around great, great experience. That's awesome. That's great. And I love that you coach, uh, you know, two sports and you make an impact at two different schools as well, too. And I think that's just awesome as well as in two different sports, two sports that you love and uh, you're definitely doing a great job in, in, uh, in both aspects of those. You know, um, that's something I tell my kids, you know, because a lot of people look like, oh, you coach at East and, and you coach at LaSalle, like, you know, kind of two, two different. And I'm like, I don't see a difference. Yeah. And I tell my kids all the time, there's no different. There's no difference from you and there's no difference from the kids from LaSalle, you know, um, you guys can be just as good. They put in the work. You guys can also put in the work also. You know, to me, there's, there's no difference. If you work hard, you work hard. You're going to get what you put in, you know. Um, yeah, people may say, say like, yeah, they, they have more talented players. Yeah, you know. But also at the same time, I feel like, hey, hard work beats talent, you yeah. know. Um, I, don't see, I don't see any difference. When, when I coach my kids, I'm like, hey, we're all the same. We all can put in that work. Case closed. Yeah. It's true. It's true. It's uh, you put in the hard work. There's no difference between you and uh, another school or, or the kids at a different school. You keep working hard. Uh, you, you're going to make a name for yourself no matter where you, where you are. 100%. That's what I always tell my kids too. And if you're looking to like get drafted or something like, or go get recruited, I'm like, they're going to find you no matter what. You just no, gotta, no matter what, you know, yeah. growing up, that's how my dad, my, my dad's old school. He said, Hey, wherever you go, you will be found. If you yeah. do what you got to do, if you do what you're supposed to do, you will be found. Yeah, it's true. I mean, look at Kimba Walker. I mean, Kimba Walker was playing in the gym with no three-point line on, like, the top top floor of his high school in, like, New York. Wow, State. really? Yeah, in an elevator. Yeah, I think <laughs> he came in and, like, recruited him, and he was, like, there's, like, really a standing room only. So it's crazy. So they'll, they'll find you anywhere anywhere you go. Like, it doesn't matter. You're good, you're good. People know. <laughs> you're, you're good, you're good, man, you know? Um, I think that's what these kids got to understand. And, and I think that it is starting to evolve into that, that, hey, Wherever you go, you know, if you make a noise, you make a noise, you know, it doesn't matter where you are. You know, the kid that just came out of uh, Shea that plays at Bryant. Yeah. You know, you know um, yeah. and, and, and I'm like, Erickson, right? And I'm like, I just hope kids see that. Kids in the state see that, that doesn't matter where you go. If you do what you have to do from your schoolwork to, to off the court, to handling your business off the court and then handling your business on the court, on the field, you will be fine. Yeah. You will be fine. It's, it, it, yeah, it's true. It's very true. And like you said, Erickson Baines is a great example of that. As a kid who stayed yeah, at Yeah, you know, comes out, comes out of public school. Goes, yeah. Doesn't reclass. You yep. know, these kids love to reclass. Now, doesn't reclass, comes right out of public school, right in his class, goes D1, you know. I don't care if it's low major. I don't care if it's mid-major. Even though the kid is a he, – he's, he's a really – really really talented kid but hey it can be done and he yeah. showed that it can be done you definitely. know it's, it can it's, be done it's definitely true i mean it's it, it, it's it's so true it can be done no matter where you go or it's as long as you put on that hard work like you said you're gonna find you like we just been, that's like pretty much the theme we've been saying like yeah it, it's crazy it's awesome it's good for him and you know rounds is full of talent talented players overall anyway so it's just and crazy. you know like I where 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 I was where I come from, you know the DMV area. There's oh, there's the talent level is just it's through high. the roof. Yeah, but being here and being and, and and surveying the area and and surveying the talent, there's talent here. People say, oh, it's a small state. Yeah, it is, but there's talent here. 
you know and people have to believe that and start seeing that that hey there's talent here and we and you know we got to push there it is you know like it's awesome to see it um a lot of potential you know but we just got to take that extra step and i think as coaches as coaches as mentors as motivators we have to help you know these kids take that step take that leap into believing like hey you know we can do it we can make it we can make it out you know yeah be that be that 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 uh that guidance yeah it's very true and that's i think when you're a coach you're more than just a coach you're a mentor um, oh you're you're a lot man yeah you're, you're a lot you're a friend you're a psychologist you're uh you I, know, I keep you're... saying but that's what guys have to understand you yeah. know if you're a trainer if you're a trainer basketball coach you got to understand that you're in these kids lives and you're doing something with these kids that these kids love so yeah. you got to realize that you're more than that. You're more than a coach. You're more than a chance. Some of these kids only have single parents, whether it's a single mom. I've come across kids where they have a bunch of kids, single dads, single moms, you yeah. know, and you got to realize that, hey, you are a huge figure. You are a huge role in their life. Yeah. Know? And you're always going to be a person that, you know, speaking of, speaking of coaches and stuff like this in the past, like, it's funny how many kids always come back and like call you to like, you know, come to alumni game or talk to your text you to see how you're doing or like see good luck to the game it's, it's funny how much of that and still that impact comes on and you still get called coach 20 years down the road i just spoke to um had my old like mentor on and he said like uh, he still gets called coach every once in a while like from players they had 20 years ago he's like he's like that's the ultimate respect i think in that sense wow that's awesome yeah i have this conversation with coach Reslo all the time like you know and 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 he's a guy that he always wants to make impacts on his players, you know, um, for the long run. And like you said, nothing, there's no better feeling when a kid, you know, reaches, reaches back out to you and says like, Hey, like coach, man, I appreciate what you did for me a few years ago, or, you know, what you did so-and-so like, I remember that, like, there's no better feeling. And, and like I tell I tell my girls all the time, like I told them in the fall, you know, after AAU, I said, Hey, I don't care about what AAU season, how the AAU season went. I don't care about how the summer went. If I helped you guys change your life for the better and, and I've made an impact on you guys' lives in this short amount of time, my job is complete. Yeah. And if I've helped you guys become better young ladies, you know, for the future, my job is done. It, basketball, winning basketball or, or volleyball games is just a plus. Yeah. You know, as a coach, winning games is, is a plus to your job. But changing lives is, is the main, main focus, you know, helping, helping these guys and girls. It's it's very true. It's it's being a coach. It's you're you're out there to change lives and make them better uh, off the court and prepare them for real life situations off the court as well. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I just want to switch it up now. I just, you know, what's your favorite thing to do outside of basketball and volleyball? What do you like to do? Um, definitely, like I'm a homebody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like people people may not seem that from like they like, look at him like say oh he likes to go out nah i like i like to stay home man um i like to stay home and and just like hang out hang out with family and hang out with hang, hang out with my guys you know um just watch basketball watch football um and just hang out hang out with my family you know hanging out hang out with my family is also number 1 to me because um family's all you have man you know um hanging out with my brothers my my mom, my dad, like, it's just, you never, you, you know, you, you don't get that time back, that time that you spend with them. So just hanging out with my family, I like to do outside and um, listen to music, you know. Um, I always said that if I wasn't a sports guy, I would, I would always want to get into music. 
but um just you know like i said hanging out with my boys and and hanging out with my family that's that's just it being home nice nobody yeah that's good. That's that's good. I, I'm right there with you, my homebody as well. Um, <laughs> now, uh, well, I got two more questions, and I'll wrap it up. So, I'm assuming from your hat that you're a Lakers fan. I, so I knew this question was gonna. I knew this question was gonna come up, and and that's why I wore this hat because I'm like, I know he's gonna ask me, and I know people are gonna be like, "Oh, is he a Lakers fan?" Especially in this area. Yeah. Um. I like. I don't really have a favorite NBA team. Okay. You know, um, my favorite player of all time is Allen Iverson. All right. Yep. That's a good player to have as a favorite. Um, I know some people's like, oh, he's dodging the question. And so I grew up watching the Sixers, but also growing up in the DC area, I went to a lot of Wizards games. Yep. You know, seeing Gilbert, you know what I'm saying? Uh, seeing, um, um, I, I was there. I, I went to a lot of Wizards games when Nick Young was there. So yeah, I like, I, <sighs> I don't have a favorite team. I'm always going to root for my home team. Yeah. But I'm a LeBron fan. Man. Yeah. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. I was looking for that. <laughs> Listen, King James all the way. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a LeBron fan. And so, as of right now, Lakers organization is the way to go. And some people may say, like, oh, he's corny. Listen, LeBron has changed the game. And I think that he he is the great he is the greatest player of all time, you know. Um, yeah, and so uh, I'm a LeBron fan. I'm happy that he got his uh, his fourth one. Um, I think that he's gonna get his fifth one. So I'm a LeBron fan. So that's why I have I have this song. All right, all right. Hey, no problem on that. This, I, LeBron, I think LeBron's one of uh, the all time greats out there um, for you think sure. He's the greatest? I, what? You think he's the greatest? No. I, I'm a Jordan guy. I grew up watching Jordan my whole life. So, I mean, I grew up in that era. I saw him from 90, you know, from. Oh, you did. You did. You did. Okay. So I'll, I'll give that to you because I didn't, I didn't get to watch Jordan. A lot of guys my age be like, oh, Jordan. I'm like, listen. Yeah. I was born in 93. When did Jordan win? His, when, he, he won a championship in 93, right? He did. Yeah. That was his third one. That was his third one. Yeah. I was born in 93. I, I, I didn't see that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've I was. Jordan, I, I've seen LeBron in the playoffs every year you know yeah. like since yeah. i can't remember nine of them <laughs> or like six of them in a row one for like in, in not even just in the playoff in the championship yeah yeah you know? um i definitely i love jordan you know like yeah. I, i'm a sneakerhead and i got a bunch of jordans but <laughs> i i think that lebron man he just plays the one through the five yeah he's, he's dominant you know specimen six eight two fifty moves like a guard it's it's crazy, like, it's so funny because he's just, the way he plays is just unbelievable. And how healthy he stays for being his, like, his weight and his height and stuff like that. You know, I figured he'd have some, like, kind of, like, knee problems. Not that again, like that. Man. No, definitely not. He's just an athletic, athletic, athletic freak of You're nature. Again. Yeah, it's just got, that's a lot of God-given talent right there. And just, you know, just a great player overall. So, it's crazy. I mean, him and KD are two, I like KD. I think KD is one of the. Uh, one of the better oh. players of this like generation as well. Too. Oh, he definitely listen. Katie's Katie's different. Um, yeah. Seven footer who can just come down, pull up like he's different. You know, um, I like KD. I kind of shied away from him when um, after he left OKC. <laughs> you know? I definitely did. You know, but he, being a, a hometown guy, I, I have to. You know, I have to go with him. But I just felt like, hey, you didn't have to leave. Like you were. 
I understand you left for the ring, but you were right there with Westbrook. Yeah. He was right there. That if you can't beat him, join him mentality, right? That's what it is nowadays, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's how I. So honestly, that's how I felt with uh, LeBron. I was uh, I was like turning into a LeBron guy, like a big fan of LeBron. And then when he jumped ship to Miami and that whole uh, the, the decision on ESPN, it kind of it just turned me off to the whole situation. But here's the thing: was that a can't beat him, join him situation? No, it wasn't. Um, kind. Of, I mean, it was. So, we need to create our own to compete with the Celtics. I think that was like the so. Thing. Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen came with Paul Pierce to get one and they got one, right? And so then they were supposed like, to get that was the they same were supposed thing. to get more. Yeah. They were supposed to get more, but then Mamba, you know, they had to get through the Mamba and he, he shut that down. Yeah. The so, Mamba was I went to one of those finals games and I saw the Mamba play live and I'll never like he brought I think this the game two of the NBA finals in two thousand eight. Celtics were up by like thirty and Kobe went off in the fourth quarter and I never I've ever seen anything like that in my lifetime. And I was like, well, I was not. supposed to go watch him when I was in like, in like the 11th or 12th. I think I was 11th or 12th grade. Uh, this kid had tickets and I was supposed to buy the tickets off him. And I didn't, I didn't buy them in, until today. I'm, I'm like, I really wish I got to watch Kobe play in person, man. That's also the reason why I ran the Lakers hat because I love what Kobe was doing for the girls side of the game. Yeah. You know, and, and people don't realize like Kobe, man, he, Kobe was different. Kobe was. was different. But, um, you know, like, I, I just feel like LeBron going to Miami wasn't a can't join him. If I can't beat him, join him situation. It was because Miami wasn't the one that was stopping him from getting the, to the to the championship, you know? Um, it was the Mavericks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> listen, and, and that's, you know, that's one series that bothers me, and it bothers him too. But yeah, it's like, gonna bother him like crazy. But. It's always it, it has to, it has yeah. to, because when I'm making my LeBron argument, that's the one thing that comes up. Like, dude, the Mavericks with Jason. Jason Kidd was a point guard, right at that time. Watch uh, Jason Kidd. It was like Jason. It was an old team. It was like Jason Kidd. I think like Jason Terry. Terry. Yeah, Dirk Nowitzki. <laughs> like, um, but that like, I don't, I don't know what happened, man. Um. But, uh, you know, like I said, I don't think it was – and that's the thing. With KD, like, they were – they were OKC was right there with Golden State. Oh, I know. Right there, you know. Um, LeBron left Miami, went back to Cleveland when Cleveland was one of the worst teams in the East. Yeah. Won, the, won the ship. Yeah. We've seen what was going on with the Lakers. It's been 10 years. Went to Lakers, won the ship. So it's not like he's joining teams where it's like – and people, people like, oh, he's – listen, man. He stayed all that time in Cleveland and, and, and it wasn't getting any help. He needed, you needed, you sometimes you got to step outside of your boundaries yeah. to, to, to do that, you know? Yeah. He I did it, but I, that I, Maverick series, you're right. Yeah. I, I live in Dallas. So like, I know everyone always brought it up when I was down there. So. <laughs> I, I, I bet they always, I, people are always going to live that up, you know, even for years to come. They're gonna be, hey, listen, yeah. is LeBron the best? He lost to the Mavericks. How the hell no, he's not here. <laughs> I don't know. They were there. I mean, yeah, the Mavericks team wasn't anything to sleep on. They were a pretty good team. But they, that you know, they played really good defense. Yep. Um, they and and they matched up with them really well. Mm-hmm. They matched up with them really well. And I think that was that was the problem. And Dirk, man, Dirk that game was hitting out those shots from the elbow, and it yeah. just 
it, it didn't go their way. Yeah, no, definitely not. But yeah, and then like to go back to that KD OKC thing, and him and the those Warriors OKC games were the most fun games like to watch. Like super, and, super fun to watch. And they ruined it. Like it ruined it for me because I was like, this is like, like I'll never forget being on like a Saturday night. They had the game on. It was OKC versus Golden State. It was at a bar with like. And the place was packed, and they had the game on. Everyone's watching it, and the Steph Curry came over half court and hit that three, and you could hear the whole place go, "Oh, like you know." But it was just, you know, those those were just entertaining games. Like they just hate. Like it felt like a real rivalry. Like those. It teams. was. It yeah. was. And 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 so the thing is, like, who didn't come alive? I got that question. Who when when OKC lost to Golden State, Westbrook came out and played. Yeah. KD was the one that didn't show up. Yeah. I just feel like he wasn't, you know? yeah. And then I feel like the blame got put on KD. And maybe, got, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. Like, oh no, the blame got put on Westbrook for not passing the ball enough to like KD or something. That, the thing got put on Westbrook. Like, come on, man. Like yeah. he showed up. I'm super excited to see him in DC, though. Yeah, I think I think him and Beal will be a good match. I, I mean, Westbrook makes everyone around him better too. Like he's just a good player. Just, hmm. Yeah. Wow. First person to ever say that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you look at the numbers that the guys play. Triple with. doubles. Triple and doubles. I keep talking, there's, people say he's selfish. Yeah. He led the league in triple doubles. Average like, a triple double. Like, he averaged a triple double. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, like, come on, man. I think Beal will get his. I think that's the thing between the difference. I think Beal and John Wall, like, really hate each other for some reason. And then there's, like, some. Okay. So do you believe that? I don't, I don't know. I just, like, that, that's what I heard. I don't really, I don't follow the Wizards too much, so that's why I was like, maybe that's why. But I mean, when Wall went down, Beal was just going crazy. So, so, yeah, yeah, he went, he went off. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and you know, they they make it seem to the media like, hey, like, you know, like we're gonna miss each other. I think that Beal looks a lot happier with Westbrook. Yeah. He looks relieved, you know, like he looks a lot happier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's gonna be interesting what happens with Houston too, with. That that team, it's it's like Kentucky. I don't know what's going on, on but I, I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm curious to see how they work out. I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, to be yeah. honest, I really don't. Who knows? We'll see what happens. But Coach Six, this has been awesome, man. I I I've like could talk basketball with you all day. <laughs> you know, this is, <laughs> I I really like it. I mean, we got to get you back on the show, um, and do even even if it's just NBA or NCAA basketball talk. Got to have you on. You just you know. A great mind to talk to. It's a it's a lot of fun. I appreciate it, man. It's it's been fun talking with you too. Um, like I uh, like I said, uh, we spoke about this last week. Like, I'm I'm open to to anything, you know. Um, I'm I always love to talk basketball. I always love to love to talk sports in general. So, anytime you want to just give me a ring, you yeah. know, give me a text, and and we could we could talk. Yeah, back at you, man. Anytime that you want to come on the show, you just let me know. Shoot me a message, and you know, once a guest, always a guest. That's the way. I work around here and, uh, you know, I'd be happy to have you back on anytime. This is, this has been a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the conversation and, you know, Cranston East is uh, very lucky to have you as their basketball coach over there. Um, and then he just very wise for, you know, beyond your years, you know, you do like <laughs> someone that was born in 93. <laughs> That's yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Jay. I, I appreciate that a lot. I really do. Uh, no problem coach. Well, you have a good, good night and uh, you know, be safe out there with everything, with the storm and COVID and everything. Yes, sir. You too. All right. All, all right. We'll talk, talk soon. All right. All right. All right. All right. That was my interview with Coach Diggs. Great interview with Coach Diggs. Just a lot of fun. 
you know, great guy overall. Uh, can't wait to catch some games over there at Cranston East. Hopefully I'm allowed in the stadium if they allow me in. Obviously with everything that's COVID. Great news that we are playing. Uh, basketball is being played. Uh, so it's great great to hear for the schools and for the kids that need, the, need that season. So just exciting overall there. On Sunday, there's going to be a couple great things coming out. Uh, we're going to have a coaches roundtable, the first ever on Sunday. And I think I'm going to also release the players roundtable too. So we're going to have two, the coaches and the players roundtable, two different things, something different, just some insights from the coaches and the players. And I also think that will be your Monday episode on the podcast as well. Uh, these guys, you know, they're talking about their upcoming season, dealing with masks, the rules, um, and just insights of playing and coaching against each other. Some great stories are shared overall, so a lot of fun in both on both categories. So I'm very excited to get those out to you guys. But Sundays are going to be something a little different with the new season coming up. Uh, and we're going to do a show and be on the lookout for some things on Instagram as well too once the season gets going. So very excited for all those things to start. And I will keep you updated with schedule updates and whatever I can do for schedule updates. And I, I hope you uh, guys have a great and safe new year and we'll see you on Sunday.